House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back. House of Run Podcast. I'm Kevin Hughes. Jason, House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. We're going to talk about the Berlin Marathon, which was last weekend, and the London Marathon, which is this weekend. Moving out of its, uh, well, it was in the fall last year, I guess we could say. So two years in a row being in the fall. I'm not used to this thing, Jason, where every major marathon is crammed into seven weeks. I just have not adjusted to that yet. Yeah, it's uh, we're all living in Yuki Kauchi's world right now, and it's <laughs> overwhelming. I'm getting tired just viewing them. Yeah. Let alone running them. That's a good point. That's a terrific point. I mean, Shalane Flanagan is trying to run all of them. Uh, did you see her? What she's doing? No, I actually talking? didn't see this. Oh, we didn't. I guess we must not have talked about it last week because we found out after she wa- she's running all the majors this fall and trying to break three for all of them. I love this so much. But Tokyo got canceled, so now it's only five in seven weeks. So she's going to try to find a non-major to throw in there and she ran berlin and she ran 238 and then she's gonna do london then she's got to go to chicago and then chicago and boston are on back-to-back days Oof. so she's gonna try to run two sub threes that's the tough on, one right on there. back-to-back days that's what they say yeah that's, that's the the old two in you know 24 hours that's oh. that's a beyond a kawuchi that's a kawuchi plus yeah which he's probably done that at some point um but still that's uh Wow, I love that because it, it reminds me of our senior year of high school. We both talked about it, but we never actually did it. We wanted the last dual meet of the year. We wanted to run every event. Yeah, and we didn't have the Kauchi, you know, name in in front of our mind then. But no, probably, we would have, would have probably dedicated it to him. That would have been easier than what she's doing because yeah, that would have not nearly approached fifty two miles. Yes. I could run the well. The hurdles would have been would have been difficult. So she goes she's sub two forty in the first one. Didn't hold anything back. I mean, she, yeah, she probably held something back. I mean, I, I yeah, that? no, that's that's holding quite a bit back. I think for Shalane. Um Yeah, I mean, I I I would absolutely she could have held bet more on back. her doing it. Except like that that back to back. That would be the only thing where a body's just not quite meant to do that. Well. She got one down. She could have, yeah, could have saved more energy. All the travel too, because she's gonna have, she's going from London to, uh, I mean, she's going Berlin to London, which not too too bad, but then she's got to go London to Chicago, and even like flying from Chicago to get to Boston for the next day, it's not it's not you know she's not hopping in a car, right? It's not like a thirty minute flight or anything like that. Like that's kind of annoying too. Yeah, especially when your legs, legs just ran a marathon. Yeah, and then and then get and then she could chill for a little bit, depending on uh, if she finds that seventh one. But then she could chill for a little bit until going into uh, um, New York to to cross it off. Um, Do you think she does it? I think she does because I'm guessing she did a some sort of workout or workload that indicated that she could do the two back-to-back i mean she could run sub three in her sleep for another couple of years so she must have done something in her sleep or something in her sleep something in her training she might have done it in her sleep too yeah 
She did something in her while she was sleeping. She seems extremely prepared. Um, just in general, she's always seemed that way throughout her career, and because you don't want to find out in mile five of the second marathon that it's just not going to work. Ideally, not. Um, Two hours and twenty minutes the flight. I just looked it up. Whatever your prep though is, unless it was literally running a marathon back to back days, right? Like I, I just. It's something you, I don't think you can fully just know if your body can handle in the moment. Like, I'm not doubting Shillian Fanagan, and I'll, I'll still bet on her. But that's something where, hey, mile 10 of the second day, you just go, oh, no. <laughs> like, this. Yeah. I've never yeah. been here before. Like No. Yeah. Another 26 miles ago, you haven't. <laughs> but, but see, I don't think you sign up for it and then publicize it if you don't have any indication that you could do it. There's got to have been something that she did. And in preparation that let her know maybe she did two back-to-back 20s or something and you're like okay right more more training the adrenaline of the race i'll be able to to handle this i didn't i didn't feel too bad or this part was tough i i want to see a situation where she accidentally wins one of these races i mean that would be incredible because you're looking at the let me pull up the berlin results like what did she end up actually finishing with the 236 it's pretty be pretty wild if she was she was I think she was still top twenty. Let's look at this top twenty. Yeah, think, she finished. Yeah, se- Berlin 17th. doesn't have crazy depth. She finished seventeenth, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, look at um. Oh no, so here's the interesting thing. Chicago Marathon, um, on the women's side, on the men's side, Scott Scott Rupp, but on the women's side. They really loaded it with Americans. Um, let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Let me pull this up here. So it's like Sarah Hall is basically the number two seed in the entire race. So it goes, damn it. Sorry, I can't find this. Um, it's got Ruth Chepnegich, right? Mm. And then it's like American, 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 American. So. Which, yeah, this year makes she, sense because it's every marathon's going to be a little lighter than normal. Yeah. Yeah. But but my, my point is she could run, especially because it's, well, it depends how much she's going to save for, for, what if she just says screw it midway through, I'm going all in on Chicago? <laughs> because I say, she's going to save some for Boston the next day, but you could, like, she could get top five in this thing. Yeah. I mean, she could, yeah, but I think, yeah, I guess if you, Here's the list. You have to make the, the decision for the really list? early. Here's the list. Ruth Chepnegich, 217, seed time. Then Sarah Hall, 220. Kira D'Amato, 222. Emma Bates, 225. Diane Nikiri, 227. Lindsay Flanagan, 228. Then a 229, a 230, a 230, a 230, a 231, 231. Like, that's the elite field. I'm not saying just the American field. Like, Chepnegich is number one, 217. Then down to Hall at 220. D'Amato and Bates, 222, 225. And then... 227 and up but like I, I, th- I would have to think I mean from the gun you have yeah. to make the decision almost because you're not because otherwise she's going out in 85 biggest negative split in history <laughs> like you know like it's like you can't she's not it's not like she's gonna be like okay first 10k I'll just run with the leaders it's like no I'm running marathons today and tomorrow right so right. I was like I- I'm gonna be going out you know with the Whoever has the flag as the three three hour pacer, 
Yeah, that's why I wish the Boston wasn't the next day. Like, give her a well, couple yeah, days for sure. That would be give her a week. <laughs> give her a week. Speaking of uh, Berlin, that's that's where we'll start. Uh, Adola of Ethiopia wins the men's race, but the real the story here is Bekele. They went out. He finished. Fast. Okay, that's the spin. That's, that's what you're. That's what I'm going to go with. It's I'm surprised. Okay. Explain. Well, you think this was a good result? No. But okay. he finished. It's the best result for him in over two years, right? Well, about exactly two years because Berlin, the two hundred one forty one was twenty nineteen, right? September, but Berlin was it September. Okay, so fine. Well, you're yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> the point stands. Semantics yeah. aside, so he, he hasn't finished a marathon since then. Two hundred six forty seven in Berlin is pretty slow by berlin standards yeah this these times jace it wasn't just him weird yeah yeah like 205 45 the last time someone ran that slow in berlin i looked it up no shoes like they didn't the shoes weren't invented yet <laughs> it was a really stunning stat. yeah it was a crazy stat i couldn't believe it yeah it's i mean we know berlin is made for speed because we've seen the world record and multiple yes. times here and we've seen bekele get close to it um the fact that the winning time was two hundred five forty five, so four minutes slower than the so world went record. Out in sixty, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it six. is. But at the same time, like he couldn't win a race where the winner, you know, he had to run two hundred five. Yeah. Like that's that's fine. He and hey, he he finished. But like the thing for Bekele is his his career is so incredible. Finishing third in Berlin means literally zero, right? Like it it doesn't yes. it doesn't register on like his career marks at all. And yeah. I mean, him winning in two hundred five thirty would have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. winning a major marathon just counts no matter what the what the time is. But losing a major marathon to Adola and Yegon, I mm-hmm. it just it's fine, and he's. You know, in his late thirties, like he's not gonna. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm literally past the point. I, I don't expect anything for Bekele for the rest of his career. I think he's done. I said he was washed a year ago, and I'm still yeah. kind of saying that. And hey, two hundred six forty seven, he still might be the best American if he was American. Yeah, he's not though. It's a problem. Yeah, like, but he's going for yeah. goat status. Like that's 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 where we're at right now. So by his standards, yeah, this isn't good enough. You have the two hundred one forty one that was an A. You have that that two hundred three from Berlin that you probably say was an A. But there's a lot if you look at his whole body work in the marathon. There's a lot of C's, D's, F's, and a lot of incompletes. Yes, with the like because he didn't even what's his start finish rate. David Monty had a good stat. I think his his finish rate in these things is like fifty percent. I would say it was fifty percent. I think coming into this race or, or close right. to it. Yeah, and he finished. Props to him, and he's gonna run. But the plan was to run New York, right? He's going to run both of these things. But the the two hundred one forty one and the two hundred three just skew our opinion so much of his potential in a marathon, and rightfully so. Look at what he did in the track, and then he's only two seconds off Kipchoge's world record. But he's not able to do it consistently, and hey, that's okay. Most people aren't, and he's thirty nine now. So just to think that he could capture what he had in 2019 and thinks asking too much. We're going on seven years now of me basically 
pointing out all the flaws in his marathon strategy, starting with his debut. Yep. I got really mad about it yep. when he debuted in Paris. And you said, no, watch, Kevin. In seven years, we'll have this conversation. And I'll, <laughs> you'll say that that was the best thing that ever happened to him. That was a mistake. Um, his race selection, I think, ultimately was a mistake. I think he should have gone to do New York and Boston sooner. I think chasing what Bekele did or what Kipchoge has been doing is a mistake. I don't think that plays to his strengths at all. And there's other marathons, majors that he could have run. Maybe he would have done better at these things if he wasn't just every single time trying to run a world record. I don't think that's the best strategy for him. Um, The fact that he could never get healthy and get to the finish line obviously was a huge issue. So something needed to be worked out there. I know he had that stuff where I remember his manager was like, he lost a lot of weight. We put him on a diet and changed where he lived and everything changed. Like that was, and his manager you know, called him hit, a coward who didn't want to work hard. That was a right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's just been all sorts of hiccups, um, and setbacks throughout his seven years now of doing the marathon, and it almost makes me think too. Like, man, maybe he should have rode it on the track for another couple of years. I mean, I know he was not what he was on the track, but. I don't know. Like, I wonder if he if he thinks about that, if he regrets the 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 move to the marathon. Yeah, I mean, it, the alternative he stays with the track and he competes against Mo Farah for the rest of his career and loses yeah. continuously. I mean, he finished fourth in the ten k in twenty twelve. So, I mean, hey, just just outside the medals, you know, that's yeah, not not terrible by any means. But you'd have to think his odds were getting worse and worse at that time. Um, he's won two majors, Berlin 2016, Berlin 2019. Yeah. You know, he finished second in London once. Well, I think after that 2016 Berlin is when he really should have been like, all right. Well, that's where we were like, okay. Cause I've he, got it. so he, he wins Paris. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I agree with you at the time you said, Hey, he's only got so many, you know, chambers left in this gun. Yeah, like why? Little is, did I know he'd be doing it for seven. Yeah, I mean, but the, the idea made sense. Was like, hey man, you've been doing this at such an elite level for so long. Yeah, like yeah. you, you can't just throw one away at Paris here. So whatever, he starts there, he wins, but it's Paris. Sorry, nothing against Paris, but it doesn't matter as a major marathon. Then he runs Chicago. He finishes fourth. You know, at a major, but a Chippewa not Taylor. major major. Well, uh, Kipchoge was in that one. Yeah. But I mean, like it's yeah. you know, it's it's usually not the deepest fields. Like finishing fourth in Chicago isn't like finishing fourth in London. Fair. Um, Fair. Then he DNS Dubai in twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen, he finishes third in London. Also, why is he running? Okay, this is my point. Why why run Dubai? Yeah, that that's another. You're and, just rec- and knowing you're just record chasing at that point. Exactly. Knowing Bekele, a hundred percent, it's a world record chase, right? Because yeah. he's clearly a guy who cares about records like that. That's part of his and at deal. At that point. Kipchoge wasn't Kipchoge. But again, like, I don't know, do that in London or something. Yeah. Well, then he goes London-Berlin in 2016, third and first. And that at that point, we're like, hey, this guy might be the second best marathoner in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that wasn't a crazy sure. argument to make because it's, hey, he won Berlin in 2003. Yeah. He was third in London. Cool. He runs Dubai again the next year. <laughs> DNF. Finishes second in London. Okay. Yeah. Fine. 
then finishes sixth in London, then runs Amsterdam, but doesn't because he doesn't finish. We're still we're still in 2017. No, so that sorry, Dubai, London was 2017. Then 2018 was London, Amsterdam. Okay. Berlin, 2019. 20141 out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> Literally right. out of I mean nowhere. And that's it. 2020 doesn't start the London. 2021 third in Berlin in a you know, Berlin's not the deepest in general. It's usually a few really really fast guys. Yeah. But obviously spread thinner because of he Olympic was the guy. year slash every marathon happening at the same time. He was the attraction. Usually they have one attraction and then they have role players. That yes, they, they were like, them, but... Kipchoge, please, we'll give you whatever you want. And he's like, no, I just won gold medal. I'm going to chill out for a second. And they're like, okay, yeah. Bekele, please, if you finish, we'll give you a bonus. Um, <laughs> and so he finished, finished yeah. third in 206 against a mediocre field. It's just, I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, it, we're judging him by the standards he set for himself. Which is, you know, on the very, very short list of the greatest distance runners in history, and because what, of track, because of yeah, track. yeah, but but like yeah, yeah hey, and yes, winning two major marathons is better than a lot of guys, right? But it's there's so many DNFs in there and DNSs that it that those stick out when you think of Bekele's marathon career. You'll go, yeah, you know, he ran to a one once. That'll be that will be my first thought with him. And then yeah. this my second thought with him with him will be he almost never finished races. Right. Well, let's compare him. He's the second fastest man in history. Let's just compare him in the marathon to the third fastest man okay. in history, right? Yeah. Like Berhanu Legese, who nobody is having like a conversation about. And he's running to London this weekend, right? So this could all change. But he's won he's run two oh two forty eight. Right, so he's not that far behind uh, Bekele in terms of PBs. Right, I mean a minute, I guess, is a lot, but on the all-time list, he's the next fastest. I mean, he's won Tokyo twice, and now Tokyo's a, a major, although not not the you know, not the major. yeah, yeah. But it's get like if you look at some of the times from over the past couple of years, it's been pretty quick. Um, Valencia Marathon, he got third in twenty twenty, was ridiculously fast. Like he's still competitive. My point being is. Legese may not run 201.41, but he's going to, he, you know, if he gets another major, you'd probably say, hey, this guy's marathon career in total is really close to Bekele's, if not better. And he's he's one of like a million guys out there, <laughs> right? Like you go down the list, another London uh, guy, Mosinet Garamu, 202.55, right? He's number four in history. So my point being, he needed to do more than the times. And I know he got so close to the world record that we got roped into it, Bekele, that is, that we got roped into that discussion. But it's just like you can't finish only half of the races that you say you're going to and then a half of the half that you finish are C or lower and and be in the conversation. You just can't. Yeah. And I think I even – I'd even have this – even if even if Bekele had run two hundred one thirty in that race, and and he's still the world record holder, I would still probably make that same statement about him. Yeah, I mean he's he's, I mean his his marathon career is Dennis Cometo basically, um, but I mean Cometo's was not so, that extreme, not that extreme, but yes, no, but it was whereas Cometo did all of his within two years. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's the same thing, though, right? So I'm looking at Kometo. He won Tokyo, Chicago, and Berlin. So he actually won three majors. Yeah. Set a world record. Finished third, ninth, and that was it. Yeah. So, oh, and second in, in 2012. So really, he ran for four years. Um, yeah. Had three wins and a world record and one really, really fast time. And left something to be desired. Now, yeah. granted, if he had Kometo was track. maybe the greatest nothing. track distance runner ever, yeah, that'd be a little different. Um, yeah. But so it's not. It's just honestly the, the the bigger disappointment for me is if if Bekele was constantly in here and he was you replaced half of these DNFs with fourth through sixth place finishes, mm-hmm. it would mm-hmm. actually feel fine. Like I'd be like, okay, you know, he's he was a pretty solid marathoner he wasn't an all-time great but he was pretty good he won a few but he underwhelmed a little bit and why not he was in his late 30s that's the way it should be right yeah you know not everybody's kipchoge yeah so it's it's really if i mean and if you just judged bekele from even if you ignored his amazing track career if you just went hey this marathoner came out of nowhere um at 32 yeah, and he won a couple yeah. majors, and he did this. It would be like, oh yeah, that was totally, totally fine. The problem yeah. is he's kind of he's kind of and totally fine is is not quite up to standard. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. If he was Berhanu, if him and Berhanu Legese swapped marathon resumes, we and 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 Berhanu Legese was 39 now, and he was still talking about how he's going to break the world record and can break two, which is what Bekele said after Berlin. People wouldn't take it seriously. No. And I don't. I mean, I take that. I take that less seriously than late career Bolt saying he could break nineteen. Appropriate level of concern. Although I don't think Bolt even believes that. I think I think Kipchoge or I think Bekele actually believes it. He probably does. Like, I think he. I think he's one race away because he he did the thing in Berlin out of nowhere. He but did he's nowhere for us. We thought he was trending in a different direction. All the DNFs and everything, and then he does a two hundred one forty one. But that was just obviously an incredible outlier. Yeah, he's right. one. Of, he's and he, obviously one of the most talented people by any standard ever. It's 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 yeah. it's insane, like what he's accomplished. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's he's thirty nine. Yeah, you know, he's he just finished his first marathon in two years and finished third in a mediocre race. Now, if he comes back and win New York, though, I'm all aboard. If he, the redemption you know story. what, if he does that, I yeah, I I have to just. I will never say another bad word about uh, about Kipchoge, about Bekele. Okay, what are the odds he starts, finishes, and wins? I mean, I when he announced it, I said it was basically zero. Um, I still think, I guess the fact that he finished one obviously raises those odds a little yeah. bit. Um, I still don't think there's a chance he actually does it. Um well, so you don't think he's gonna run the race? I don't. I think it's. I think the most likely scenario is he does not run at all. So let's say the chances that he's <laughs> such a bummer. I mean, it, it's the dude like doesn't run at all, and then all of a sudden he's supposed to run two races in you know a month or whatever. Like that just seems extremely unlikely. Obviously, um, so I'm gonna say there's a sixty percent chance he doesn't run. And then Jeez. if he does run, there is a 30% chance he doesn't finish. Okay. And then I guess there's a 10% chance he finishes both races. And I 
already that exceeds my wildest expectations. So then the chance of winning you'd put somewhere below, I would guess, 5%. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at the New York field, but I'm going to say it's, to me, it's one, less than 1%. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, maybe he could because he's just one of the most, like you said, most talented people ever. So just by yeah. that standard, I have to at least give him my the puncher's chance. Mm-hmm. But like, there's nothing. There's no rational argument you could make about Bakayle winning the New York Marathon. Interesting. I mean, I think he's gonna run. I'm not gonna predict him to win. I think he's gonna run because the greatest indication that he was gonna run New York was if he finished Berlin, <laughs> and he did that. He checked that box. And here is how is he gonna get hurt between now and then? Because you're not gonna do much training. Because he can't. So maybe this will be helpful. He'll just be icing for himself for the next three weeks. That's true. And I, I mean, I'm not saying he just doesn't, he just withdraws from marathons without being hurt. But like, we, he withdraws from things all the time. Like, that's what he does. So like, I don't know. Here's what I would do. I don't know. Here's, here's what I would do if I was him. Or if I was his coach or his agent. I would say, hey, come meet me for, uh, let me meet you at your house. Let's, uh, let's talk about our game plan for New York City. And then be like, all right. So I knock on the door and go in his house. And right before I sat down, I'm like, hey, I need to use the bathroom. Can I use your bathroom, Kenanisa? And he said, all right, yeah, it's right down there, down the hall. And he's like, I'm your manager. I know. I've been here before. I was like, all right, well, just for the purposes of this, it's right down the hall. I would then sneak off, go into his bedroom, grab all of his running shoes, and steal them. Because my goal would be for him not to run a single step between now and New York. Mm. And he'd be like, why are you taking all the shoes? He'd be like, hey, I'll have a pair for you two days before the race so you can do some strides. Because I don't want you to get hurt. You're an immense talent. You're fit, clearly. Yeah, yeah, you didn't run 202 or anything like that. But yeah, you ran 206 in a marathon. Some weird surges you had to cover throughout that race. Our goal is not getting hurt. You're not allowed to run. Give me all your shoes. That's fair. And that's, Do you like my strategy? That's a good strategy, I think. Because, yeah, okay. I don't know what else, you know, what he's gaining from the next uh, four weeks of training. But uh, It's all risk. It's all risk. Yeah. No reward. Every time he goes out there, it's something could something could go wrong. Um, if only there was a person who had their shoes stolen at a track meet before <laughs> who could help. And the great Bekele... Vaporfly heist of 2021. I yeah, I would just say don't do it. Like you've you've don't risk it. This is good. This might be good. You know how sometimes when you double, the second race goes better than the first. Yeah, because the the pressure's off, and it's maybe it's not your main focus. You get your primary event out of the way, and you end up running really good. And the second one, that this could be it. He could stumble into something here. It's a different type of course. No world record in play. Because it's New York City, he, no one can delude themselves into thinking that that's a possibility. This could be exactly what he needs. It's a good point. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's possible just because he's he's Bekele. So it's I guess it's possible. I just I've been burned so many times, and I just I just have I just don't have any faith in it. You know, it's I just kind of oh I don't I need you. I need to see it for me to really really buy it. We just have never seen something like this from him before. Not just the quick succession of the two marathons, but him running 
New York City. So yeah, become be completely different. Everything he's run, all those marathons you listed were all super fast and super flat. Uh, did you have anything else in in Berlin? I mean, we didn't talk about Adola. Congrats to him; he won. Um, women's side of things. Uh, Goito and Tom Geber Selassie of Ethiopia won on her debut, two twenty oh nine. It's pretty quick. Yeah, quick, but also not like crazy fast either. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just not the fastest day in uh, Berlin, but also like thinner fields, which we're gonna see a lot of uh, across. Yeah, you know, all of all of these fall uh, fall marathons because they're all fall marathons. So. I don't think they were. There's a ton to be learned from it necessarily, but hey, anytime yeah. you win one, that's always good. They were sixty nine nineteen at the half, and then she was two twenty oh nine. So positive split, but pretty close. Yeah, you know, the men, the men going out in sixty was bold. That's bold. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, by normal Berlin standards, it's like slightly fast. Obviously, by this, it was it was very fast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's fast. Well, that's fast even by Berlin standards. I mean, t- two sub two hundred two pace. I mean, that's like that's Kipchoge in Vienna, right, or Monza pace. Yeah, I that's mean, crazy. it's it's just like you know, hey, and but like I said, normal, you know, where a winner is going to come through in under two hundred three. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, that was a little much, but yeah. sixty one would have made a little more sense. So we should get fast times in London if the weather cooperates, which is coming up on Sunday. I should mention I'm doing a lot. I'm pulling a Jason. Ooh. I like it. I'm getting I'm getting up for the race, but I'm taking it one step further. We're gonna be doing a live watch party mm. on the Flow Track Podcast YouTube channel with uh Cathal Dennehy, who's gonna be joining me, who's longtime track and field rider based in Europe. So he's gonna be just feeling good having tea at nine AM and watching this thing. And I'm gonna be waking up uh we're gonna go live at two thirty AM central time, which Oof. hurts to even say out loud. Uh, so flow track podcast, YouTube channel, people want to watch along. I know we got folks in the UK who are, who are listening. So if you want to do that second screen experience, you can listen to Kathleen and I chat it up on one screen while you're streaming the race on the other. It should be fun. Uh, if you're I'll a house run listener, who's going to watch that live stream and comments, I'm assuming you guys have comments stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. It's YouTube. Just yeah. do me a favor. When the Cuddy Sark comes on, just type Cuddy Sark in all caps and just send it through. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Jason, will send you, Jason will send you a personalized uh, greeting for, for your thanks. Perfect. That'll be the code word. Code word Cuddy Sark if you're in the YouTube chat on Sunday morning slash late, 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 late night Saturday. Anyway, you got Bridget Cause guy in there. She's headlining the thing on the women's side. World record holder, silver medal in the Olympics. She's got something to prove, Jason. She lost. She lost. She doesn't usually lose. Fields deep though. You got Sal Peter of Israel, who's run two seventeen. Then you have three two eighteen women, Dereje Dababa and Jabkoskai. I've been saying I've been writing some previews and chit chatting about it. I kind of like if you're gonna pull an upset here, if you're an upset pick, I kind of like Jabkoskai because she's the only one of that group that didn't run the Olympics. Yeah, everybody else is having to double back on short notice. She had a traditional buildup. She ran a half marathon in August. So she's got this race this race circled. And this is only her third marathon, too. So she can make a jump. Now, if Cosguy can go to the land of yes. 214 or 215 or even 216, it, it, it's going to be game over. But, you know, if she runs you know, 217 or something like that, I think Jeff Cosguy – and these other women have the capability, obviously, too, because they've run close to that time before. But – I'm I'm keen on Jip Koska. 
Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think Jeff Koskai has super high potential. I mean, maybe not 214.04 potential because I <laughs> yeah. didn't think anybody had that kind of potential. Um, but how I talked about every marathon would be less deep. The women's race has nine sub 220 women. <laughs> yeah, this is where they all hung out. Yeah, it's this just, it, I mean, out. it's, you know, we make fun of the the greatest field ever assembled, London stuff every year, but like, then you back it up with that. So this is going to be phenomenal. And yeah, like I said, if the weather cooperates at all, we should see them really fast. And then on the men's side of things, in, incredibly deep too, because you have, yes, seven guys who have just ridiculous, you know, either PBs or like you have Shirk Tata, who's not a sub-204 guy, but he's a reigning champion. Yeah. So... I mentioned, like I said before, number three all-time. Garamu, number four all-time. This guy, Titus Akira, who I think that's an interesting dark horse pick too because he ran his 202.57 this year in Milan. Evan Chabet, 203. Lemma, 203.36. Uh, Adana, 203.51. So six guys that are sub-204, plus you throw in Katata, who's certainly capable of it. Then you know Kipchumba, 205, who was on the podium last year in London. So this race is about... You know, it's about eight deep of guys who could, you know, pop a two hundred three and win. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's and any of these guys, you know, no Kipchoge, so uh, yeah, could obviously wide see, open, right? Could this see is anything. your moment. Yeah, this is this is it. You really could could see anything happen here, and yeah, I mean, it is comical just to see two hundred two forty eight, two hundred two fifty five, two hundred two fifty seven, two hundred three flat, two hundred three thirty seven. Like I just, yeah, that's 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 so insane. Um. So yeah, like you mentioned, eight guys, you know, basically 205 or lower, um, and some guys significantly faster than that. I, and it's, it's, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of unknown with a lot of these guys, but they all either have, like you said, a, a singular, really fast performance or a singly great performance. Um, mm-hmm. just as far as winning a race. So it's, I don't know what to expect. I mean, like at, at some point there has to be like the next guy. Yeah, yeah. After Kipchoge. Um, and I don't know if that's still 10 years away at this point. Um, or if we're <laughs> just going to go back to like, hey, maybe there's not just one dominant force, even though like kind of going back to Jeffrey Mutai, that seemed like yeah. the thing where it was just like, someone's going to take over for at least two years and then three years uh-huh. and then eight years. Um, but I'll, I'll be curious, yeah, to kind of see, like, you know, if somebody kind of separates themselves. It's going to be hard with a with a field this deep, though. That's a good point. They would need to string off some some wins here, and Katata would be a good candidate for that because he won it last year. But you could also look at, like I mentioned, like I said before, just got the, he's got some Tokyo wins there. But there, everybody else has been either running non, you know, they've excelled at non-majors or they've been really consistent but don't have the – signature win at the majors yeah 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 and it's hard to kind of take too much from that like it's i said i mean anytime if i see 202 or 203 next to your name i'm 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 paying attention obviously but that that just there's crazy enough there's a lot of guys now that have that yeah this is the byproduct of the last couple years right yep it's it's only a matter of time before they all started congregating in the same race and valencia was you know, stupid fast. That was the year when the half marathon record went, or that race, when the half marathon went down. 
and then the marathon was really fast too. And then Tokyo's been uh, pretty some fast times, and uh, obviously London and Berlin in years past. Except again, not this year in Berlin for some reason. They're gonna be talking about that Berlin twenty twenty one race. It's just like what happened there? Did the shoes break? That's that's what it is. Oh, I would man. Imagine I would if they had the old shoes. Do. They would have been like two twelve. I would love to do a uh, post on Twitter with a graph where it's like before the super shoes, people running two oh two in Berlin. Or 203 after 205 <laughs> why this what does this say about the future thought? of the marathon yeah yeah like anybody else think it's weird that the berlin <laughs> just fell off a complete cliff this year okay so london sunday like i mentioned flow Trek podcast youtube page if you want to watch along with me i'd appreciate it uh any other storylines you're following in london any other people you're interested in seeing no uh no americans on, on, on either side yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's mainly just, you know, it's, I mean, the, the star power is there, but it's also just, just kind of intriguing just to kind of wonder a little bit and just have like, like I said, Kipchoge, like, and I always want Kipchoge at the race because he's just singularly so fun to watch, but it is, uh, it is interesting. Just the, 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 the depth is every bit mm-hmm. as what it is normally, which is impressive um, especially this year. So I just, just to kind of have a wide open race and it's like, huh, I, you could tell me both the men's and the women's side, um, you know, three different runners that are, that are going to be right there with three miles to go. And I, 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 I'd buy it. I mentioned before the people who ran in the Olympics and are running, and there's a lot on the men's side too that are running, but, and most of them just, you know, DNF or didn't do anything. Right. Because, <laughs> That seemed that seemed to be a trend with uh, a lot of these runners. I mean, Kipchoge obviously brought it, but um, a lot of people didn't didn't run very well. But are they running this just because? Are they? Here's my here's my. I think there's three options, right? Why are they? You know, why are they running this just you know two months after? A money. Yep. Obviously, these are lucrative major marathons. You don't want to pass it up if you if you uh, have a contract. Uh, two, there's like all this pent up demand because of COVID. Oh, I'm never going to miss an opportunity again. And they're kind of still living off that high of like, Hey, there weren't races before. Let's get races in. Or three, this is the sign. This is the trend right now. It's not, it's not extreme like Yuki or even like Sarah Hall, but we're going to start seeing people shift to racing the marathon more frequently maybe maybe it's going to be like three is going to be the new two yeah what do you think of my scenarios yeah we've i mean i think one is probably the most likely scenario but i also think we've we've talked about a few uh, a little bit over the past few years like i i wouldn't be surprised if i mean the schedule doesn't super allow generally for like an easy three um marathons a year just because it's like hey here's you know, fall or spring and fall. Like that's, it's kind of the way it's generally, I mean, you could do the early, you know, early spring and, and Dubai, and try to, the Dubai, Tokyo. Yeah. So you could try to, you could try to swing that, but it, it does limit your options a little bit. And then obviously if there's an Olympic year for sure. And we, and we've seen that in the past where people will do the third marathon in Olympic years because no one's missing the Olympics. Uh, world championships doesn't have that same effect. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder I would love to see it. 
because I'd love to see like great marathoners run a little more often. And I don't think it would be this terrible thing, but if you could, if they could, maybe one of the, maybe all it takes is one of the marathons just going like, Hey, you know what? We're going to stretch ourselves a little more even yeah. in that other direction to, to try to just be like, we're the only game in town in December or, or, or July. Well, but, like, right? I mean, I guess, you know, the climate has to, has to cooperate with you on that one, but like, it's still, maybe there's something there. Well, Valencia's filling that role in December, yeah. right? And then, and then Dubai does it earlier. It's just not formalized. Well, the power move would be, it's not going to happen because there's a mass race involved too. But like, if this was just like a purely professional outfit, the power move would be London moving. Yeah. Because they have a big budget, and then people wouldn't pass that one up, and then they would go. Yeah, they'd, they they could know. still get the big yeah. Now, what they would have to gain from that, I don't know, but it would be that would be the best way I think to get uh, people doing three would be moving to London. But then you'd have the situation where then you okay now it's just Boston that's left in the spring. So then would someone move to right to the to, to the spring? I don't know, but. I think it's like Valencia ha- clearly has a lot of money, I'm guessing, because they well, – actually, I don't know that because Dubai gets all these great people, but there's no money. It's all – you know, they're all just trying to win. Um, whatever they're doing, the recruiting as well is, is, is being done well in Valencia and it's being done well in, in Dubai. And I wonder but, if, yeah, if a big part of that is just like when they are in the calendar, like if that – how much of a – Sure. Does that just have like where it's just like, hey, I want to – test my fitness i want to try to get a win or what whatever combination of what like just and this is the only game in town <laughs> like so why not yeah well they're both ridiculously fast too which probably helps. i mean that definitely helps just, yeah you're gonna go there and get the get the pr and then you can market the pr to the other marathons let's go to emails shall we yes that's siren in your backyard or is that my oh, house I don't... siren i hear a siren I think it's over by you because I do not hear anything mm-hmm. on my end okay. at all. I hear it through my headphones. But... By the way, there's zero snare in my headphones. I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, man. I don't know right. how you're performing then. And jokes and jokes. Okay. Uh, hi, Jason. Hi, Kevin. This is from Ben from Germany, formerly from Bavaria. Love it. Drink. Big fan of the pod. Bavarian beer. Quick remark on last week's tiers. Women's 10K needs to go way higher, at least tier three. You said high cheers are for events that you'll tell your best friend's grandkids about. Are you seriously not going to tell future generations about the crazy year when the women's 10K world record was broken twice within three days on the same track? Also, you didn't even mention Emily Sisson breaking the USATF championship record. 800 degree heat. Mm. Okay, I thought about this. I said, did I give the 10K short shrift? Yeah, the trials race was interesting. No, but here's the problem. The world record in the 10K is going to be broken probably six more times. Like I right, I just think. I mean, it probably will, but still, getting the world record broken twice within a few days and once, and you know, Hassan in all time season, part of the triple yeah. goal, the triple in the Olympics. Like it, like I said, it, it's hard because it just doesn't get run a ton. But do we hold that? Yeah. Should we hold that against it when it was by the own event standards an A plus? Yeah, we do hold it against it. Like I said, because it's, it's it's just those sorts of things are built in. Those sorts of things are built in. You got you got to factor them because we're not saying how how does this event compare to 
its best version of itself. We're saying how does this event compare to the other events? That's true. That's why I put. That's why I put it. Do we have? Wait, so. wait. Do we have in tier four or five? Uh let me pull it up here. Because it's five, it I'm definitely bumping it up to four. So uh, I had it in five in the distance races that need their own tier tier. Okay, I'm gonna bump it up to four. But see the yeah the problem is how I looked at it. But see, would you put it? The men's hundred was in that tier. Was it as good as the men's hundred? I think it was. You know, I had higher expectations for the men's hundred, but it it let Certainly. down in some ways. It was more chaotic. Mm-hmm. But I feel okay about that, and I moved the men's two hundred up out of that one. I remember, so I rejected that request. Yeah, no, so I but I not, I pushed it through. Um, I knew someone okay. on the inside. <laughs> Wait. Does he run the 200 for Turkey? I mean, I can't disclose my sources. <laughs> but I mainly wanted to make some remarks. This has been continuing. On the discussion you had while talking about Mary Catani's retirement, about the difference between all-time greats and one-race wonders. I got intrigued. Tried to come up with semi-objective measure of marathon runners' long-term endurance across races, not endurance within a race. Here's my suggestion. Top three placement in a non-major marathon gives you one to three points, three points for first place, et cetera. Top three in a major gives you additional point. Uh, every time under 206 gives you one point for a full minute. Uh, so 205 to 205.59 gives you one minute. 204 to 201.59 gives you five. Breaking the world record gives you an extra five points to Kip San Kameto, Gabriel Selassie. Uh, every DNF costs you three points. Obviously, this is all kind of arbitrary, but I don't think changing the details would change the overall results much. With this metric, I sorted some of the top marathoners of all time. So this is the men's group that he has. Okay. Number one, Kipchoge. Okay. Because if that's not the answer, then your system's broken right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, with 86 points, not including the two sub two attempts. Next with 62 points. So 24 points back. Kip saying, Chirono, three, 42 points, never DNF, did well at a bunch of small races like Hong Kong, Prague, and Honolulu. Four, Gabriel Selassie, 32 points. Five, Jeffrey Mutai, 28 points. Uh, four wins in majors, but also four DNFs. Legese and Chabet, 25 points. This is a very different strategy. Chabet ran a lot of small races. Legese has two Tokyo wins and a second place in Berlin, but Chabet beat Legese in Valencia, so I, one could argue that gives him the edge. Uh, Garamu, 23 points in eighth. And then ninth, uh, Titus Ikiru, 17 points. These guys run in London. And then next up, with eight points, Kometo, thanks to a record-breaking eight DNFs. He says, based on this, I would say anything less than 20 points qualifies you as a one- or two-race wonder. What do you think? Which of my criteria do you agree or disagree with? I thought about deducting points for low placement, worse than 5th or 10th, but it seems unfair to compare a 6th place in Dubai 2018 that was 15 seconds behind the winner with a 6th place in Berlin that was 7 minutes and 39 seconds behind the winner. If you like the approach, I can do the same for women. Also, did I miss anyone? I just went by names that came to mind. I think this is an interesting way to look at if you're just looking at this era. Obviously, though, if you're trying to compare Kipchoge or whoever, Katani, to everybody in history we need to broaden it a bit and the, the marathon major stuff. And that just like emphasizing all the times I get it. You have to do it, but it's like, there was really no good marathoners in the seventies and eighties, nineties. It's like, 
This is, you know, like the oldest person here is Geb, right? Right. Geb Rosasi, yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, the the biggest issue, I guess, I see with the system um, would be he, he, you do award points for non-majors. Um, and by that count, I just did a really quick calculation, and Yuki Kawuchi is over 140 points. <laughs> it, but you actually did. I, absolutely, I, I actually did. Um, because he gave three points for a first and a non-major, second, two, and one. So well, he's not. So wait, hold on. But his goal here. Let's go back and and look at this. His goal here is to uh, try to come up with a semi-objective measure of their long-term endurance. I mean, uh, yeah, across races. That's Kauchi, and he's talking about all-time greats in one race wonder. Yuki <laughs> might be an all-time great. That's a good point. So, but like, he's yeah, he's he's around 140 something. Um, and they said I mentioned if if Kipchoge is not your number one, might be an issue. Uh, but yeah, I guess if it's measuring just like I said, all time endurance stuff, I think that uh, you're right. Kauchi's a a one of one because he has won so many Gold Coast, New Caledonia, Wakanai, Vancouver, Ip- yeah. Ipsuki, Hafu marathons. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The other problem here is just he brought it up with respect to like margin of loss, or margin of victory, but the Quality is just massively different. You'd hope with marathon majors that you would norm it a little bit, but like, yeah, Prague one year versus Paris versus, I mean, then you drop down even to lower tier marathons. It's hard to compare because you could have a, a really good field assembled and then have a bunch of people scratch at the end or DNF. So not all wins are remotely equal, which hey, we all know that, but. So it's tough to put too much weight into it, but it, I think it does serve the purpose of like one rate because basically what he's saying here is you know Kometo is because he's below what twenty points, one race wonder. Akiru still is. We'll see what he does in London this weekend. Garamu just above that line, but get you know Mutai certainly wasn't. Yeah, Kometo with eight points is like perfect, and I like a record breaking eight DNFs is 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 a good line. Um yeah, I think I, I and I, I don't necessarily hate like you can include the smaller ones, but I think the majors need to have a bigger gap mm-hmm. to their importance. You know, hey, it, and then I mean, if you wanted to get super crazy about it, and obviously you have probably have a job and things you have to do in your life, um, but like you know, London and Tokyo aren't necessarily created differently or, or equally. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you could go with it, but. Um, I would think at the very least you'd have to fairly severely step up the majors just because, I mean, the, the depth, you know, I mean, just, just when you're talking about the random rock and roll marathons or, or different things like that, for instance, um, you know, you're talking consistently, you could win those marathons with 215 where that's going to finish you, you know, 20th place at your average major. Well, and then how do you compare the other eras before their world marathon majors, before there was mass participation? Yeah. Right? When, you know, Boston Marathon, before Boston was inviting, you know, and in a f- truly elite international field, how do you compare that to, to Yeah, what's and, going on and today? I think that's part of that. I think we just have to just go like, hey, different, different worlds. Like, I, you just, there's only so much you can do about like the really like pre-international you know where someone hey they won boston nine times 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from those, but it's just, it's not comparable by today's standards. There's just nothing you could really do with that. Yeah. That's true. Versus, I mean, it's just different in track, because track... At least there's always been the Olympic, you know, and even, you know, world championship times to pre-world championship times. We had, I mean, we tried to do Mm -hmm. our, you know, greatest Americans contest with that. And even that's really difficult because you just go, okay, well, this person won back-to-back Olympics. They probably would have won something in between with the world championships, but... It, th- those those are even you know it's just so different it's 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 a really really tough thing to to figure out yeah all right let's go to alicia from london yeah she says it's all international fun, i like it for fun can you recall the men's 800 top eight from london or rio then Ugh. see oh let's see you got, let's see it kevin you got this and i don't i don't at all this is tough so i now i'm doing this thing where i guess 800 meter finals okay um here, I'll pull up 2012. Okay, so 2012, you Rudisha, got a pretty good idea of who finished first, I think. Rudisha <clears throat> Amos second. Excuse me. Ooh, I'm blanking on third. Well, let's skip. Fourth was uh, Dwayne Solomon, correct? Yep. Fifth was Simmons. Yep. Okay, can I, I definitely ask, had one, two, four, five. Can, I, I might have had a little trouble with the the rest. Can I ask a clarifying question, please? And I think you're allowed to answer. Were there eight or nine in the final? There were eight. Okay, that's what I thought. I think that's a fair question, yeah. Uh, okay, so everybody PB'd in this race except for one person. Do I have that right? Yes, that is correct. The one person who didn't PB was Abu Baker Kaki of Sudan. Do that I have is that correct right? as well. So, I mean, I want to say he finished eighth and just went out the back. Is that correct? He finished seventh. So okay, that's, hold on. Hold close. on. No, no, no. Don't, don't tell me who's eight. I didn't. I just... He finished seventh. Seventh. Okay. Osagi was eight. You were correct. Okay. But he got a PB. He got PB he in did. the last. Okay. That's a fun stat. Okay. So, 143.7. <laughs> that's crazy. So we have... Over okay, a so, second faster than the gold medalist this year. <laughs> they had the 800 this year? So, so we have... So we're so missing, missing sixth and third. That's it. So Okay. So... This is my. I mean, you don't need to answer this question, but I just. I'm thinking there's a Polish person involved here. I'm going to say Adam Schott got sixth. There is no Polish person. What? There is no European person left. Okay, so third. Man, this is difficult. Not yeah, unlike wanna... Toto, you want to bless the rains down in Africa with these two spots. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Uh... There must have been another – was there another Kenyan in there? Correct. Wasn't that, that was your bronze medalist. Yeah, it was a, wasn't Rotich, was it? It was not. Who was good in the 800 back then? Because Kipketer was 2016. He got yep. in Rodish's way. Can you all – no, who was it? Um, you got the right, uh, right first letter. You keep saying – I think you keep thinking you're about to get it. Uh, who, I I don't know I I give up who Timothy Kitum oh Kitum okay okay Kitum. yeah I, I wouldn't have got that and then okay so then you the should know sixth 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 was on the scene for a while six and it's not Adam Shot no another African. someone from Africa so not Kenya though not Kenya oh uh, Muhammad Aman correct okay so that one holds up a little bit more historically than the twenty twenty one. 800 final? Just a little bit. <laughs> okay, 16, I think, 16 is even harder. 
16 is way harder. I would say 16 is definitely harder. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I know 12. I know I would have gotten 1, 2, 4, 5. And I put. I think I could have pulled the names Amon and, and Abu Baker Kaki. But yeah. I don't know if I order-wise, I wouldn't have remembered. Okay, so were there 8 or 9 and 16? There were 8 as well. Okay, so let's go Radisha 1. Yep. Murphy was 3. Yep. Who in the world was Silver? Man, I don't know. That's embarrassing. One of our okay. favorites. Um, last though, I think was Kipketer, wasn't he? So close, seventh. Seventh. Yeah, I keep getting seventh. Okay. Um, was Shot Silver? Shot was not. No. Okay. There was a different Polish person, but they didn't finish Silver. It's Lewandowski. Yes, and I think he got he didn't medal because I remember he did not. He got, yeah he got a medal in Doha I think that was his first one ah uh, fourth for Lewandowski then he was sixth actually okay uh was there another American in there there was no. Barian correct did not get the silver medal he did not was Barian eighth he was okay good call. So that six, seven, eight is knocked out, and one and three is knocked out. So you got two, four, and five. So hold on, six. Remind who's six, seven, and eight. Just so uh, Lewandowski, Kipketer, and Barian. Lewandowski, Kipketer, and Barian. Okay, so I'm missing which ones now. So we got two, four, and five. Okay, two, four, and five. all three. Want, all three guys you definitely know. Like they're not s- like random, you know, kind of out of nowhere guys. I want to say Pierre Ambrose Boss was in there. Correct. And I want to say he got fifth. Fourth. Ah! Okay, so fifth and second. Fifth and second. I mean, it's just embarrassing. I don't know. Second. You. I mean, you'll definitely know him. Um, he, he, uh, he, said he did a double that year. Oh. I always forget. How could I forget McLuffy? Okay. You're right. So the, so the medalists. Okay, so Rhodesia, McLuffy. Murphy, Murphy, and then I'm missing and then fifth. Boss. And then Boss. And then fifth was... You mentioned him earlier, right? Didn't you? Who got fifth? I don't know. Uh... All right, give, me a, give me a clue. Uh, so there were... Well, you're going, you're going Africa again. So it was the third Kenyan. Technically, the second opinion oh, because Kipper oh, was third. But. It was Ro- it was Rotich then. It was Rotich, yeah. Okay, all right. I knew he was around. I knew he was around. All right, that was tough. Alicia from that's pretty good Thank though. I, I think that was a that was a noble noble guessing right there. I mean, not knowing Katoom got bronze in 2012, I feel like all right, that's that's fair. And then not knowing McLuffy was a little that was not really. That's not. Defensive. We've talked about McLuffy a lot, so that yeah, that one. I'm well, close. right, yeah. yeah. I I I should have gotten that. It's weird. I I remember like seventh and eighths as well as right. I remember first and second, which is really, really strange. All right, that was a good brain exercise, though. Let's go to Marshall. Yeah. He says, uh, hello, Kevin and Jason. A few months ago, I wrote in about a guy in my training group who claims to have run three fifty six for the mile and low fourteens for a five k. Do you remember that email? I do, yeah. Okay. 
even though he has no prior race results that would indicate this was within the realm of possibility. He even claimed a 2508 virtual victory at the Gasparilla Distance Classic 8K in the spring. Fortunately, in-person races have returned, and the guy is completed in three races this fall, two cross-country and one road. Normally, I would give him the benefit of the doubt on a cross-country course. However, his times do not lie, and to my knowledge, he is perfectly healthy. So in his 5K cross-country races, he ran 1757 and 1821, and then he ran a 10K road flat course 3632. Uh, so, I, I mean, either he slowed down a lot or he was not telling the truth with his 356 mile. Um he says, this leads me to the following hypothetical. Say you meet someone randomly at the bar, the gym, airport, wherever, and they claim, I used to run, in, and in my day, I ran X for X distance. What is the time they state at which you call BS? Mm. The following are my thoughts, both male and female, for common distances. Full disclaimer, I have no hard rationale as to whether these numbers actually make sense, but I'm sure you'll put me in my place, similar to last week with my event tiers for 2021. I also <laughs> include a gray range that would require further questioning. Uh so Gordon and I talked about a similar topic on the Flowtrack podcast. With that, there was that Molly Seidel tweet where she's like, someone, sh- person sitting next to her on her plane, like showed her her own training on Strava, so, and thought, not, yeah. yeah, not knowing who she was. So that's always but, the best. I, I do love the Joe Schmo trying to tell professional athlete what they should be doing, or you know, yeah, like it's always good. But th- so that spurred this conversation. It's like, well, what what would you believe? What would you not believe? We mostly, I think, we mostly talk about the five k. So I, let me let me throw a couple of my thoughts on this out there okay. before I get into actual times, and you can turn it around. Um, number one, what I said before was basically, I'm predisposed to not believe anybody who themselves offers up super fast times. To me, that's mm. suspicious. Yeah, because fast people know you usually have to pry it out of them. Right. So if someone's offering up, I don't know, where at the gym, hey, you know, I ran 14.20 in the 5K, that to me is suspicious. More so than if I had to pry out that a guy ran 13.45. By the way, I don't know where I'm hanging out, where I'm meeting all these fast people, but you get my, you get my point. Yeah. Uh, the second thing with this it's tough based on ages too, right? Because there's True. obviously people who are older and, but in their day, like, so you like look at them, you're like, well, I don't know if they could have done that. But that, so that complicates it as well too. Like what's the age of the person telling you this? Um, the other thing I was going to mention is like teams are a little less, like it's in some regards, it's easier depending on when it happened to like lie about, I was on the, this team or I like qualified for this thing versus times. So that's another part of this conversation too. Someone saying, oh, I ran at X and X university. Cause it's like, well, did they mean club? Did they mean intramural? Did they mean D one? Right. Especially if they're like a little older, like right. that's like more difficult. But I find that people I think are just as likely, or I found that people are just as likely to shade outside the lines, if you will, on that stuff as there with times. But, but what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think I agree with you in theory is generally if someone just throws out like, you know, I used to do this. Like that that's just it's not a it's not the most like hey, some I'm sure some runners do it, but in general, it's not the most runner thing to do. It's just like offer your really fast times. Yeah. Um usually if if someone were to offer a time and it was 
you know, not like internationally fast. Cause that's immediately where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, there's no chance. But if it was like, Hey, that would have been, you know, like all state or NCAA level. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll immediately, I, I, I mean, I'm never calling out someone to their face, basically, because it's not in my DNA to do that. But I'm immediately asking a bunch of follow up questions, okay, and getting and just 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 to get their vibe. Yeah. Hey, okay. Let me ask you some specific training type questions. Let me ask you about some specific people who are fast during that time. Yeah. And if they have zero answers for that, then I'm even more just confirming that they're they're full of it. Um. Because that, that's usually where I'll go. Because if, yeah, if you go, hey, you know, I was a 408 miler in high school. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, I have a general idea what your age is. Then I, like, I'll start getting yeah. a little more specifics and just going like, hey, what are we, what are we talking here? And kind of get in. And every once in a while, you might run into someone who was legitimately sure, sure. really, yeah. really fast. Yeah. Um, but I think the majority of the time, people like to lie to people for whatever reason. <laughs> The the mystery for me is when usually someone's only going to tell you that things when you mention that you're a runner or when you're yeah. doing something that's a runner type thing. And they think it impresses you and it just gets weird. Yeah. Exactly. So the, the, that's the weird thing is you're lying to someone who's already, who has more knowledge than you do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like going to make you more likely to like, like if you tell me, Hey, I'm, a political science major and I did all this stuff, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I wrote my dissertation on blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. then you're going to try to have a conversation with me about this and I'm going to look real stupid. So it so is a like, weird thing yeah. that happens in running and it, I'm sure other sports too, but it's just, it's harder because if, Hey, I won the state championship in basketball when I was in high school. All right. Like, doesn't mean you were good. Doesn't mean you did anything like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how to do that, but, but running with the times, it's so, kind of easy to pick up on on the BS. So his BS, this is for the men. He's got 110.9451, mile 424, 5K 16 flat, marathon 240. For the women, 11.961, 508, 17, 15, 258. Uh, Gray zone for the men, he's got 11 to 11.75, 451.1 to 53. Mile 425.445, 5K 1601.1629. to Marathon two forty two fifty two women twelve to twelve nine sixty one one in the four hundred to sixty four five oh nine to five twenty five in the mile seventeen fifteen to seventeen fifty nine the five k two fifty eight to three thirteen in the gray zone and then the safe zones anything else okay so the four hundred are too slow uh, like I would believe if so, if someone said if woman said I, I ran sixty point in high school I'd be like all right. Or if like I wouldn't, I wouldn't press them on it. Mm. Uh, same same with a guy. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, fifty one is not particularly elite in any regard. Like I go like forty nine on that. Yeah, I would go sub fifty. I would go sub fifty on that. Um, okay. And then, and for the women, I would probably go like fifty seven, fifty eight, something like that. Um, I'm trying to think if someone came up to me and said out of nowhere that they ran 424 in the mile in high school, would I? Would my first reaction be to believe them? And like, if I had money to wager on it, would I believe that they ran 424? I would say no. I would yeah, not. I agree. I think I, I think that's a pretty good number. 430s. I don't think I believe that either. Yeah, generally, I, I think 440s is where I think is more gray. 
The mile but, is weird, right? But I, I do all... think the mile people are more likely to make up a total bullshit time. I I, I don't know why. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But because it's... everybody knows the distance. I think they know the distance. Yeah, and, and, and they they all grade, ran it in school, and they, you know, it's... they ran three laps instead of four when they were in sixth grade and. Mm-hmm. Field day, they ran that five hundred one field. Right, yeah. There was eight. always, yeah. There was just always some like sketchiness behind that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think, I think sub four forty, even though like that's not like a crazy fast time. But it's yeah, you're building in though for the yeah yes, likelihood yeah where <laughs> you know the hundred. Not that many hundreds way more specific. What's that? Sorry, I, not that many people just run the hundred. Exactly, so it's yeah. The mile, I think the mile is most interesting because just everyone ran it, and then maybe the five k because you know you you do your firecracker five k, you do your jingle bell jog, and all those fun things. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe you get some really outlier random times there, and it wouldn't surprise me if some of those came from mis mismeasured courses. Sixteen flat. I I'd slow. I'd move that up a little bit too. I'd probably go seventeen maybe. Um, because again, I go back to what I said before. If you're running sub seventeen, you've probably done some serious training. You're aware of serious running, and you're not just like, uh, you know, no, no one that. really is just falling backwards into sixteen thirty, right? Not you'd have you're you're very it, like in terms of just like you didn't train like you'd yeah. have to be you'd you'd be pretty sick. I mean, I guess yeah, some people level. do because yeah, some people are just kind of those born. But those people are then continuing on and probably yeah then those are then they end up being really really good <laughs> they're not yeah like you're right if you fall backwards in it you have you have a sick level of talent there uh 17 15 for the women same thing i would i'd probably bump that up a little bit but like if someone said they ran an 18 something in a 5k i wouldn't bat an eyelash yeah that i'm like oh absolutely and even also, even 17s i'm like yeah you know there's enough people running in the 17s don't we too we orient these around our own performances about 100% so like if you ask and just based Ilya, on like all the random little races that we've done, yeah. But if you ask Ilya Kipchoge, like, hey, is it believable <laughs> that someone ran sixteen in the five k? Be like, well, why could someone not run that pace? He's I like, what do you mean that. for in the middle of a marathon? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I I wonder if this would be different. I think it definitely is. Marshall's probably faster than both of us. He um, is. He is. But also, uh. But, like, we're also, like, closer to the median runner, right? And we always have been pretty close to the median runner. So we're hearing more of this stuff, too. So we know – we actually know – we've done our re- – I did my own research on this, Jason. And we know how many – like, we know how common a 16 is in just, like, a random 5K, right? Like, a cross-section of America. Like, we have a pretty good sense of that. Yeah, I mean, in your average firecracker 5K – 16, yeah. like, maybe, you know, you get the one-off high school kid who's really fast or college kid who's really fast who enters that race. But other than that, your average, I think, in your normal town, and you're not in Oregon, you're not in a race that has, like, thousands of people, but has more like 100, 150 people, like, more likely your winning time is going to be, like, 1730, I feel like. Yeah. The marathon is tricky. Because the marathon, again, I my first inclination would not be to believe somebody who said 240. But then again, people who've never run before jump in marathons and, and you know, like didn't run in high school. It doesn't require a talent. It just requires putting in a bunch of miles and 
With the shoes too, got to factor in the shoes. <laughs> it's funny because I mean, if basically if you if if but I mean, in, obviously, you know, we're coming from a certain spot. But if if I meet you at the airport and you mention, yeah, I ran a he has a safe zone two fifty two. I'm a two fifty two marathon. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. Like then I start asking questions about like, hey, have you run Boston? Yeah. Have you done this? Like, but I'm going to do that with most conversations about running because I host a running podcast and, but would you believe it if the per you met the person in the airport and they said they ran two thirty nine? Would you believe that? I, and part of it, I would have to like, see them be like, this person looks like, like, cause if you're yeah, two thirty nine, you have to be in a certain, but, but shape. if it's an older person who said in 1995, I ran two thirty eight. Like, I, I, I have so many follow up questions, but, um, cause I'm like, for oh, 238. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm still like, that's crazy impressive. 238s, like you know, I mean that to me is still like. Let me introduce you to Scooter. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why anytime he, you know, we're talking on Twitter, I'm just feeling blown away here. Um, One of the greats. Yeah, without question. I mean that's because it, but but like because I just know like, hey, what whatever I could have done, like I never could have gotten to 240 marathon earth. Like that's that is crazy impressive. Yeah, I guess what. Because the way he phrases, I used to run, and in my day I ran, blah, blah, blah. So it's, they're not saying I've done this recently or I right. do this right now. And that makes it harder to figure out as well too. If someone's, if I met somebody at the airport who knew I like track and they said I ran you know, back in 2004, my best in the 400 was 50.5, I would 100% be like, I don't know, you'd have no reason to lie. Like I, like I believe you, 50.5. Like that's so – Well, that's a specific enough like, yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, even they said 50. I ran 50 seconds. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, you'd be a solid high school 400-meter runner. Like, there's a lot of you in the, in the in the country. But, yeah, for some reason, that 424 sticks out. The 10-9, and for the women, uh, 11-9, I could see someone saying, like, I ran under 11 seconds. But then, then you're introducing the non, you know, the hand time portion of it, too. Right. Like, are, you, are you really going to try to fact check their, uh, if they use fat timing or not, or what? Yeah, if you're in 10, I, like, yeah, that, that, that's, that seems pretty close to right, I think, where I'd kind of be like, oh, that's, that's fast, but it's not crazy fast, you know? Like, it's, it's enough to be, like, impressed by. Yeah. But it's just, it's not, it's, it's not quite unbelievable. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like his ranges are pretty close. I think the miles, yeah, might be a little different just, just because of how many people have run it. And I feel like that's the one people are most likely to lie about. Yeah. I'd add a little bit, I'd add time on all the distance things. The 100 and the 400 are fine. I think you could, especially the 400, you could even drop that lower. But like 16 and the 5K, I'd probably bump up to about 16.45 or 17. And then, Marathon, he has the safe zone, everything above 252 for the men and 314 for the women. So I, I don't know. Like, I'd still have questions with like a 255. And I'm, I guess, yeah, I'm going to have questions probably regardless. Is it Paul Ryan telling you that? Former vice presidential <laughs> candidate? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's some people who are just going to, you know, in all these ranges who, who, would, who would lie, who are in the safe zone, but they're still very clearly lying. Because if you're a sub three marathoner, you're in extremely good shape. Like that's really yeah impressive. yeah yeah but if they say again if it's a back in my day thing I ran two fifty five I guess I I guess that's not because then you don't have the like oh you're like sizing them up it's like oh no yeah fast. just go oh yeah what marathon do you run and then they start you know yeah 
start a little more I mean, questions. So I, many I think within three questions, I'm 100% sure one way or the other. Okay. I like it. We need to t- put this to the test. We need to send yeah. you out there for a uh, a real life experience here. Thanks, Marshall. That was a good email. That, that was is fun to talk about. Very good. Let let us know what you think, folks. Are we are we right or are we wrong? Uh, let's close out. We got a voicemail here from Chief that I am not sure what it's about. What up, boys? Chief from Illinois, now Indianapolis. Drink your milk, Braylon. Uh, responding to Mike Z. Uh, Fred Curley could go out on a bender tonight, wake up tomorrow morning, and still break two in the 800. Also, if you think he's losing to a thing, Mo, you're crazy. That dude is so petty. He's more petty than Russell Westbrook. That dude would not lose. He, everybody thought that he was crazy for moving to the 100. And look what happened with that. And I realize the 800 is the other direction, but you're telling me somebody that can go 43 can't figure it out with that piece, boys. I mean, I agree with him 100% about the breaking two. I just don't think that's a that that's you know that I have no no problem believing that. Um, I think we need to see the race. I think to, him and Thing Mo would be a great to race. Former Aggies. I think that'd be a fun one because that take, I mean that forces I think Curly would have to go 152. Which I think he could do. I think. No, I no, think. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no. no. She's run one fifty five. She's run one fifty three. I'm saying with Fred Curley right there. No. <laughs> she could get to one fifty three, maybe. So I'm saying it's going it. to take one fifty two or better. Um, but I'll still take. I'll take Curley at the low one fifties. So I think he can go one fifty or one fifty one. You literally think everybody can just go to the eight hundred and just become awesome? It's amazing. It's amazing. No, I think little, the best athletes in the world could run. Mm, mediocre if, times if marshall did standard. the same email but then included an 800 like what would jason believe like 145 <laughs> i probably believe if i met a guy at a bar and it's just like yeah around 145 but the caveat is you had to have been a former 400 meter hurdler or 400 meter runner and then jason the caveat yeah. is you have to be in good enough shape to run 43 that sounds about right 145 uh did you, did you run before that at all no it just mostly did archery okay that makes sense a lot of crossover <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you, you believe Curly could break two, right? But where do you have him against the thing, Mo? Oh, I, I think, I think he could break two. It would be, it'd be really, really tight. And I think, I think Mo would beat him. Okay. So, I mean, you're talking about a nine, nine again, or a nine, eight guy in, 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 in the hundred, right? So like 400 is that, is that's the, that's the top top of i mean so it's like it's a shame there's not like a rig at we joke about the 600 being like a fake event because it is but it's it's kind of a shame it's not contested more because it's like the four to the eight is such that big jump that it'd be interesting to see like what would happen in the six but i think he could get under i think he could get under two it wouldn't be pretty but i would i would take a thing mode to beat him all right he could definitely get under two i think that's just comical it's hard, man. Things go. Like I was borderline for... breaking two in, in high school. Like, come on. Yeah, you were sub, sub, sub elite. <laughs> <laughs> you might need three more subs in there. I'm. It was. Uh, you were trained around the. You were an eight hundred meter runner, though. I mean, that's just no. It's like I was a miler. Specificity matters, and I think that that's. I think that gets lost here. And it goes. It can go south in the eight. Really bad. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying I would take a thing, Mo. Over him. That's right. I think I think a thing Mo breaks the world record in that race, one way or the other. <laughs> then then they got to do it. They yeah. for sure got to do it. 
houseofrun at gmail.com is email address. Um, we will leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Send us more emails. We'll recap the London Marathon next week. Again, we'll do a live show, Blow Track Podcast. Uh, check that out. Very early. Very early. Remember, Cuddy Sark is the name of the game. I love it. I'll try to get some screenshots for you, Jace. Please do. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Jessica Ennis. Majestic.